0: NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. Blast. Stop watching the Red Sox! We have a radio show to do!
1: Pay attention!
2: Third and final hour here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. We've got five questions with yours truly coming up in 20 minutes.
3: Luckily, I won't be distracted by the Red Sox since they're on the West Coast.
2: They are on the West Coast, and I'm just so upset about the way they lost the game last night. We were just talking about how it was disappointing. Jackie Bradley Jr. makes the game-saving catch. He's thinking,
3: all right, you know, like they're going to come out and win this that thing. That wasn't the pinnacle of that game, though. That was
2: absolutely the pinnacle of that game. Well, Chris Still and his 10 strikeouts was also— No, like,
3: no. The, the, the Red Sox had yeah. the bases loaded, and Hanley Ramirez that, wasn't yeah. hustling down the line. A run could have scored if he wait, was wait, hustling. Wait, what inning was that
2: in? That was like the fourth inning. Okay, I was still on the Celtics game, so I, I missed that. Well, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Are you shocked? You should go back and watch that because they had the bases loaded. It was a tough play. What, with nobody out? No. No. It was two
2: outs. But okay, so even with him hustling, that probably would have been an inning-ending double play. What no. side of the
3: infield was that hit? It wasn't a double play. It wasn't a double play. It was, it a, was gr- s- run- a single ground out. He wasn't running out. Tre- uh, Trevor Plouffe freaking threw him out. Yeah, it was deep third base, right? Yes, it was like really deep third base. Oh, too. he
2: grounded into the shift.
3: No, he grounded out to third base. I'm
2: sorry, I'm not <laughs> listening to. <laughs> oh,
3: he grounded into a double play. <laughs>
4: wait, wait, oh, wait. He no, here's what, in, here's what I heard. In the shift. So
3: there was one
2: out, bases loaded. No, Hanley at the plate. Two outs. Two outs. Hanley at the plate, bases loaded. Yes. And he grounded out to third. And he yeah. would have beat it out if he hustled. Yeah. Not, not a it, good it was deep third base. Okay, so it was sure. deep in the hole at third. Yeah. I'm sorry. First of all, I did not see this happen because I was still on the Celtics game. Second of all, I, I just wasn't listening I, to I, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't see it either, but I still listening. Okay, sorry. So, bases loaded two out. He was grounded deep into the hole at third, and he would have beat it out if he hustled. It, down the line he the literally
3: almost beat it out without hustling. That's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. The Red Sox would have won that game Costly. In regular innings.
4: Costly. Um, and Chris
2: Sale would have got the dub.
3: Yep. attendee. What's going on with him? Oh, he got a double. He he So has now one off. for his last twenty-eight. No, yeah. he hit, he went two for four last oh, night so. with a walk. He's on the up and up. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, Mark and I, we didn't see the first half of the Red Sox game. That's why we're asking
3: all these questions. See, that's why I left the game in the the (laughs) first and a half quarters. I I mean, I I I switched over at the half.
2: And, I mean, like, honestly, I didn't watch the first three and a half innings of the game. And I knew it was a Chris Sale start. So, I I had game day on. So, I was kind of following the box score, the live box score. Mm. But I wasn't actively watching it. I was just kind of keeping an eye. But, uh, yeah, no, that was... uh, Do you know how
4: many babies uh, Chris Sale's averaging? Negative five. Chris Sale
2: doesn't eat babies. Yeah. He doesn't eat babies. Negative five. Um, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, let's get serious again before we get silly in, in five questions, which is coming up in like 15 minutes. David Price uh, made his first rehab start, right? Yeah, uh, like a, in a Buffalo. Mini for the re- his of, yeah. only rehab start? His yes. only rehab start. Did not go well. Two innings, three runs, 65 pitches. I think it went well.
3: He threw 65 pitches. Yeah, and two innings. He that gave up, doesn't matter. have three runs in two a lot. innings. a He had a 15 he, pitch at bat. Yeah, okay. That's crazy. There's Once again, about, he's just down. working on things. He's not trying to prove that This is a
2: guy that we expect to be back by like the end of May. <laughs> He's gonna be back I said it, early June. I
3: don't have high hopes. Just because he does that in uh rehab start doesn't mean anything. They don't give Anything they mm. don't care. He's no, he's facing but, uh, minor league. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't matter. I'm worried about
4: him throwing 65 pitches in two innings. Yeah, that's that's I mean, again. He well, was they had him on a pitch count, but still. Yeah, th- he was just throwing. Still, go more than throw two, two, innings,
2: two, I a, think, he, two innings. Two, 65 pitches. 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 He, in two innings. He was
3: mixing all his pitches up. He was just throwing everything he can because he needs to work on it because he hopes to be back next week. So you don't overlook the 65 pitches. No. No, not in a rehab start. Right. You shouldn't you shouldn't care about that. About how far he goes into a game. You just care about how many pitches he's thrown, what was it good velocity on the fastball? Does it Was does it
4: ninety three, ninety four? Yeah, which is perfect. Yeah. yeah.
3: No, he clocked in right. Yeah, and his I breaking pitches were actually moving. I was worried that the first breaking pitch his arm would fall off. But You know what stinks? He has to be like the catalyst. Of this team in the rotation now. No, he doesn't. He has to be the fifth starter. He just has to— No,
2: David Price is not coming back to be your fifth starter. He's coming back to be your number two. Yes, but he's replacing— No disrespect disrespect to uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, but Erod can't be the number two guy in this rotation. I'm not
3: saying that. I'm saying that with the fifth spot in the rotation, it's been awful. It's uh, They've gone, uh, I think, a 10 ERA out of that spot yeah, but Between Porcello's Kyle Kendrick been stinking it up too. Yeah, he's Between actually Kyle been Kendrick pitching and well. Hector Velasquez yeah, and and Gave who, up four
4: runs against the Cardinals Yeah, that's not bad And then he,
3: uh, that was after two innings And then he shot them down the rest of the way
4: No, but he's a, like a Cy
3: young pitcher Everybody's saying What's that he's Okay, first off, do you think Chris Sale's gonna shut out everyone every single game? He could He could, but do you think he will? No, no. So, why, do you think Rick Porcello is going to do that every game? No, he's a three earned run type of pitcher, and well, that
4: will get you a win. Yeah, but like he doesn't average as many ground balls as he used to. No, that's but, that's the problem I'm trying to make is because I I feel like his his command's not there. He, he's he's just not feeling out what his strengths are with pitches. It's kind of confusing because. We we came into the season to say that Chris Sale is going to lead the you know the, the the staff, which he is. Right, he is. Yeah, we saw but that with Erod. They need protection. Like, who else are you going to utilize to to bring a more um, consistency from uh, a two to four you know pitcher pitcher
3: rotation? Well, I mean, Rick Porcello also goes deep into games, and that's why I like what they did by splitting Chris Sale and Rick Porcello up with the off day. They inst- they put. Um, they put the fifth starter in between them so as of right now it's Velasquez, but he, he won't be there too long david no, price is, is coming ugly. back um so yeah we'll we'll see how this goes uh with the rotation um because right now they're sort of doing like a four and a half man rotation where they might start off days and stuff like that right they might yeah. not use the fifth starter but who
4: knows and, and i'll tell you we're. Right now, it's a blessing that Craig Kimbrell is having this type of year. Craig Kimbrell is up. Oh, he's outstanding. Well. Well, what I'm saying is the bull-
3: bullpen needs a lot of help. No, they don't. They have they yeah. have the fourth best bullpen. But Thornburg
4: and Carson Smith. Yeah, they're they're are yet to yeah.
3: I'm siding with Brian on this. The bullpen's
2: actually been a really occasionally really they've bright up. spot for this team. I mean, there have been moments like Matt Barnes could be better. Heath Henry Robbie could Scott. be better. Heath Henry's ERA is good. Yeah, but he's come in in situations and blown those situations. Right, and, and a lot Joe of Joe Kelly has looked right. Good. And the reason Heath Henry's ERA. I like for the Robbie most part,
3: Scott, and Robbie Scott's been good. Year. And I think Robbie the, the Ross, reason, Ross sucks. I oh, think I the, reason Heath, Henry, the yeah. reason
2: Heath Henry, the reason Heath Henry's ERA for the most part is intact, is because the runs that he allows to score more often than not are inherited runners. That's yeah. why it's sort on of. His ERA. Not
3: really, but sort of.
2: But more often, I mean, like look like at last night. That was actually his guy. Right. But but in the like for the most part, Heath Henry and Matt Barnes have been the two guys that I've been like. Eh.
3: But so, so everyone else in this bullpen has actually been. I really mean, really Matt good. Barnes leads the staff and holds so. So they've
2: in 21, but that
4: ERA is high. It's up near five.
3: So they're 21 and 20, right? Yes, on the
4: season. Yeah.
2: Oh, they're a 500 team. They're going to be a 500 team all year.
4: i uh, I don't think all See, year. I just don't. I I think the expectations going into the season, you 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 have to be higher than yeah,
3: that. Yeah, they're going to be. You have to be. They've gotten, you can't have this type of they've year. They've had bad luck offensively and pitching wise. So it's gonna okay, e- so they get so out.
2: like what's gonna get better? They get David Price back. Third base has been well, Devin Moreau has at least improved it somewhat, but third base has been defensively. But third base all year has been but a black ex- hole.
3: It, but not every team has every single position filled with like a, a great guy.
2: Well, if you want to win a World Series more often than not, you no. have
3: You don't have a full team. You just gotta have smart positional yeah. players. Yeah.
4: I mean, they're lacking the smart category, though.
3: Not really. The The only real bad spot they have right now is DH um, and third base. Third base offensively, but's been been better of late with Marrero, Uh, and uh, uh, Hanley has just sucked. That's the big thing. Hanley sucked the past like. Well, you know, his his lat or you know whatever he hurt. He's right,
2: like titimus, uh, lit- t- lit- <laughs> <laughs> what latimus Dorsi I don't know. I'm not a doctor. T- <laughs> wow, this has been a very, very dirty show. I'm sorry. <laughs> but his uh, his upper right, right, his shoulder area. Yeah. right? yeah.
4: But look it up now. When, when are when are these pitchers going to realize <laughs> though that they need them? Sorry. they need them more than anything right now. To right. Like start stepping it up and start like they just need like a a breakthrough moment.
3: Like, but, I'm trying to think. I wh- mean, Erod's done it. I mean, getting battled back in that that game against. I think it was St. Louis, where he battled back and won that game uh, after struggling for one inning. And so, and Chris Sale calmed him down. Chris, Chris Sale has been a godsend. To this whole well, team, we, we always L- talk latissimus Latissimus, okay. okay. Yeah. My bad. Sounds good. He always comes back. We we always go
4: back to Chris Sale because that's the only positive that we really really see <laughs> Mookie, besides the bullpen. Uh, when they
3: redid the lineup, Mookie going to the top spot has.
4: Oh
2: yeah, Brian and I were talking about this the other day. It's like don't ever hit Mookie third again because once you move him to the right. leadoff spot where he's hit his entire professional career and probably even before that, he. I mean, look, coming into the season, we all agreed. Mookie Betts has way too much power to be leading off. Yeah. Well, guess what? That's where he's comfortable. That's right. not a bad thing. Just let him let him hit thirty bombs out of the leadoff yep. spot. If that's going to happen every year, just let it happen. Yeah.
3: And if they just can't hit with runners in scoring position right now. They're leading the league in average. Sounds a lot on like, base percentage. Uh, like like everything. Sounds a lot like last year and the year before and
2: the year before where it's like. Yeah, they'll. Last year they scored like a billion runs, but for some reason, whenever the bases were loaded with nobody out, they'd always come out. I'm with, glad to see h- the power
3: with Moreland right now. Moreland, Moreland really likes hitting in uh, Oakland. So
4: yeah, but I mean, he only has three home runs on on the year. Well, the doubles,
2: the doubles. I mean, the one thing that uh, uh, well, while we're speaking of power, uh, one thing that obviously we're talking a lot about is the lack of home runs
3: for Xander Bogarts. None, zero. As that's at the fine,
2: but he's hitting like 340. Right, right? so. I mean, and he's it,
3: getting a lot of doubles. He's leading the league in triples.
2: So it's okay if he finishes with single digit home runs, which I, I don't think, think he'll he, catch fire at some point. I don't but. think
3: he will cuz uh last year um uh, just a, a a few weeks ago, he was he had two. Like at this point last year 2 weeks ago, he had two. And then he had 21.
2: And that's when the average dropped.
3: Right. So, I mean, maybe So you've got
2: to like what, what 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 do you value more in it right now? Yeah, you need the power, you need the home runs, because ultimately, you know, you right, can hit a, bu- can hit a thr- bunch of singles, but if you're not scoring runs, what the hell's the point?
3: Right, yeah. like what happened in the ninth inning? They had first and third, one out. So, Mookie I mean, like, at, a at the end of the day. To third.
2: So, my question would be, would you rather have a guy like Xander Bogarts hitting three forty? with 50 RBI and, like, nine homers, or would you have a guy like Xander hitting 280 with 30 bombs and 110? I'd rather take the lower average and the guy that's actually driving in runs.
4: Yeah, I think driving in runs is probably the most important thing, and I'm going to go back to it. And we talked about it last year, too.
3: I think they have to go back to being disciplined at the plate. Where they, they, you know, the 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 team that strikes out the least in the majors, right? I know, but
4: but when they do strike
2: out, they strike out some bad pitches.
4: They have to take advantage of you know the meatballs that come down the plate. Like you, you gotta start hitting the right way and start maximizing your ability to hit home runs. I think home runs is a a pretty big category. I I think you know you need some kind of balance in the lineup, especially without number thirty four in that lineup now. Right, and this is. This is a first year without David Ortiz, right? So, so going to be some growing pains, and we be saw a that a lot of growing pains. We
3: saw that in April. Uh, they're they're hitting more home runs in May, so yeah. and and uh, I think Sanders said it uh, earlier in the season. He said once it starts to warm up, you'll see the ball flying more.
4: Well, we 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 better because yeah. if not, then it's going to be a long season,
3: right? I, I think uh, the big test uh, is next week when Texas comes to Fenway uh because texas no, that's a good lineup they're on a 10 game win streak uh it's a decent lineup
2: they got a lot of guys that can hit in that lineup
3: they do but the funny thing is Omar mazara Rugneto netto door yeah Mike the Daffler. funny thing is they have joey Mike gallo Murray. playing third base right now and he has like a 200 average but he has like 15 home runs <laughs> so it, it uh it, it's funny because Adrian Beltre is supposed to be, like, the key to that lineup, and mm-hmm. right now they're playing without him just fine. Uh, their pitching just sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, their pitching is atrocious. Yeah, because Cole Hamels is out. Uh, mm-hmm. The only good pitcher is Hugh Darvish, um, and he – he struggles early, and then and so if you get to him early, he's he's cooked. Uh, I I think uh, the pitching just needs to step it up for the Sox. Once the, I I think the only big struggles with the pitching rotation is uh, Drew Pomeranz if he can stay on the field and that fifth spot, and David Price is coming back to take that fifth spot, and they'll rework. But
4: in, in order in order for this team to have more success and. A lot more confidence moving forward, right? I think you need a Rick Porcello performance from last year. I think you need David yeah. Price to step up. in I mean, more ways. I
3: think you sort of saw that after the first two innings um, with Rick Porcello, but
4: you had the first two innings. Well, yeah, but then he's, you know
3: he settled down. He he's he's working out some things. He does, he hasn't always had his best stuff this year. Uh, which I don't know why, but, I mean, he's working through it. Uh, that's all you can ask for a guy. He's still eating innings. It's not like he's not uh, He's not going, like, two innings, giving up seven runs. Yeah. I, I think when David Price comes back, though,
4: that I think that's when, like, you know, the, the confidence will be there from a pitching staff to have right. more, um, you know, flexibility and capability to it's
3: the quarter st- pole. stabilize. It's the quarter pole of the season. It's yeah. a, good, a good idea to look to see how, the, how everything's going. Yep. They're, f- they're playing 500. Uh, they keep, like, trying to inch away from it, but they keep getting back to it. Uh, I think today is a crucial game with Pomerantz on the mound. Yeah,
4: Pomerantz has to eat up innings. He has to show that he can bring some kind of – some some kind of knack to that pitch and rotation that they need. What's weird
3: is that he pitched three innings his last start, Pomeranz did, and then he left the game with the injury. Yep. Now he's back no, on he's regular back. rest? Yeah. Like, I don't understand that.
4: It was an excuse. It was an excuse. <laughs> was an excuse. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't like, look good in uh, game. The game, you know, I, I've had a rough game. <laughs> Dustin, can you come here? Check the, me out. Well, we'll,
3: du- well Dustin noticed it. Dustin was like, what's up? Yeah. He's like. Dustin's not, like not the magician good of, today. Pagi- of pitchers. Pedroia
2: is just—he does a lot of weird things that you kind of like look at. Like, for example, when he randomly became the hitting coach a couple for years ago Hanley? for Mike Napoli, for, for Hanley, David Price, you know. And then, yeah, he notices something for David Price in his pitching motion, and then he actually gained miles per hour on his fastball. He's Dustin Pedroia is like a pitching the coach. baseball whisperer. Yeah, like yeah. he just notices things and everything. Like he's a player coach.
3: Can he whisper to Pablo and be like, "Don't eat that." <laughs> hey, John Lackey. Stop eating children. Hey, <laughs> no, you can't stop that. That's not baseball issue. That's yeah. just a John Lackey issue. That's a John Lackey that's, that's not a baseball stat. No. That's just a stat from his life. Yeah, that's
2: right. You know, the FBI kinda wants to look into that, John. All right, what are you doing
4: in your life? <laughs> I want to know what Pawball Sandoval is eating, though. <laughs> I mean, how many well, ad-
3: how a- many babies does a- he average? He, he was 0 for 3 last night, so he didn't eat many babies. No, no, okay. Not at all. <laughs>
0: all
2: right, 603-883-9900. Quick break here on the Sports Blast. Five questions coming up
0: next. Don't go anywhere. I'm I'm meteorologist Mark Rosenthal, and my weather forecast today is being brought to you by Stratum Tire. Spring has finally arrived so now's the time to come on into a Stratum Tire location near you and take advantage of their spring pothole specials. 20% off spring tire changeovers and alignments, half off state inspections, deeply discounted oil change specials, tires in every price range with a great selection of top brand names and a value price line too. Visit stratumtire.com to schedule your service online today
1: allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief but the number sufferers want most is zero as in zero nasal allergy symptoms and nothing gets you closer to zero than nasocort because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms nasocort stops more and stopping more gets you closer to zero for 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacord. It stops more of what makes you miserable. Uses directed.
0: Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Washing Machine.
5: Hi, it's Washing Machine. It's about, oh seven o'clock on Wednesday. So, good news, bad news. First, I found your lost sock. Exciting! Also, I might have maybe flooded the whole basement. It's going to be pretty expensive. But, hey, at least you got that sock.
0: Your washing machine won't pay for water damage. Luckily, one call to the GEICO Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowner's insurance.
5: You may be hearing about people having trouble making mortgage payments and risking losing their homes. Many of them just aren't aware of the options that can prevent foreclosure. There are many options available to homeowners, such as repayment and forbearance plans, loan modifications, and even refinancing. Where does someone go for help? They should talk directly with their lender or a qualified HUD-approved counseling agency. Both can provide helpful information without charging a fee. According to PMI Mortgage Insurance Company, it's not a good idea to pay for services that you can get for free from a lender or a qualified nonprofit counseling agency. To learn more, visit HomeSafePMI.com or call HUD at 1-800-569-4287 for a counseling agency near you. That's 1-800-569-4287. This message is brought to you by PMI, supporting sustainable home ownership that strengthens communities.
0: In the last decade, more than 400,000 people died on America's roadways. That's one person every 13 minutes. Since 1969, the American Traffic Safety Services Association has worked to make our roadways safer by providing safety devices, including bright signs and pavement markings, guardrails and crash cushions, Most American roadways were built in the 1950s, so much more needs to be done to reach the ultimate goal of zero deaths. Safer roads save lives. Learn more at ATSSA.com, a public service from the American Traffic Safety Services Association. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Celtics fell to the Cavs
2: 130-86 to last night in Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals at the Garden. Cleveland set the record for the largest margin of victory in the history of the Eastern Conference Finals, 44 points. LeBron James led all scorers with 30. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love chipped in 23 and 21, respectively. The series now shifts to Cleveland with Game 3 tomorrow night at Quicken Loans Arena. Tip-off is at 8.30. The Spurs and Warriors will continue their series with Game 3 tonight in San Antonio. Kawhi Leonard officially out for the game with an ankle injury. Tip-off in that one is at 9pm. You can catch the game on ESPN. Last night, the Red Sox lost to the Oakland Athletics 3-2 in 10 innings. Chris Sale recorded his 8th straight 10 strikeout game, but received a no decision after allowing two earned runs in 7 innings. JBJ made the game-saving catch in the bottom of the ninth inning, robbing Ryan Healy of a walk-off home run in straightaway center. It didn't matter, though. The A's ended up winning it with a walk-off home run in in the tenth anyways, courtesy of Mark Kaina. David Price made a rehab start in Buffalo last night. He lasted just two innings threw 65 pitches and gave up three runs. Those are your sports center updates. Be sure to listen live on ESPN, NHRadio.com, as well as the TuneIn app. And as always, check us out on Periscope. I'm a Sharma, don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues right now.
5: Just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do.
1: Away, well, baby, let's go.
5: We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. Excuse me. I'd like to
0: ask you a few questions. It's time for five questions. Five is right out. Man, let me ask you something. I got a question. Only on ESPN New Hampshire. You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. 900 AM
6: Nashua. You
0: want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. Calm down. 1250 AM Manchester. What did you say? At ESPNNHradio.com. Thank you for all your cooperation.
2: All right, back here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. It is time now for five questions. Five. They better be good. Five. And, uh, yeah, you guys will be the judge of that. So I I certainly hope you guys are very nice to me and tell me that my questions are good. I will be hosting this edition of five questions. So, Brian, if you don't mind, start us off with question number one, please.
6: This is Mike Zahn, friend. on on the fan. (laughs) Easy for me to say.
2: love Mike Francis. Oh. I'm truly going to miss him. I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him when he retires. Yeah. Okay, guys, question number one. No, In I'm honor- not. <laughs> In honor of last night's ass whooping at the Garden, a.k.a. Boston Massacre 2017, what comes to mind as the greatest beatdown of all time, any sport, doesn't have to be basketball, any sport, greatest beatdown that you've ever witnessed?
4: Hmm. That's, a, that's a great question. I would say uh, Tiger Woods in 2000. Wait, you're going golf? I'm going golf. Seriously? Going golf. He's going the best sport out there. Tiger Woods is irrelevant right now, so we'll give him a little fame. <laughs> uh, 15 strokes um, he beat, uh, I believe it's Ernie Els and Cabrera. On uh, Hell Cabrera. On Hell Cabrera. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just. Unbelievable the way he controlled that entire weekend. Mm-hmm. I think in the like the first or second round, it was done. It's like with it's like with the Celtics and Cavs. Like game one and game two was a domination performance by the Cavs in Boston. I felt the same way with Tiger Woods. It was done by Friday. Friday, Saturday. Don't they start on Friday? <laughs> No, no Thursday they started on Thursday. Oh, they on Thursday? I don't yeah. know. Idiot. Watch golf. I'm
3: sorry. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what do you consider to be the greatest beatdown in the history of sports? 2006. The Red Sox were hosting. What, or was it in New York? Oh, are you talking about Boston Massacre? Yeah. 2006? Yeah.
2: That was in Boston. Yeah. That's five games. One. Five games. In four days. Four mm-hmm. days.
3: Five losses. Five losses. They lost. F- they were outscored 47 to 25. Really, was it that much? Yeah,
2: I don't remember the exact score.
3: No, in those five games, 47-25.
2: No, I, I'm aware. I didn't think it was one game. <laughs> 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 you're, <laughs> you're, <laughs> well, you <laughs> said <laughs> I
3: didn't think they were outscored by that. Mu- uh, uh, like, I don't think they'd score that. No,
2: much. no, no. I didn't think that. Like the deficit. I like. I know they got swept yeah, five games. Yeah, each game was gross.
3: They got
4: smoked. Really, yeah. I
5: remember.
2: I remember that. Yeah, they played a day-night doubleheader. I think in the last two games of that series,
4: mm. I think they lost um, like seventeen to four in one of them. Yeah, something like that. But um, the Denver Broncos and Seattle Seahawks. Super Bowl 48. I was Super waiting for 48. someone to bring that one up. Yeah, but, I mean, I was going out you know, looking for one that nobody would think of. What about Super Bowl
2: 37? Oakland and Tampa. Oakland and Tampa. Ooh, that's, what was that, that one, John Gruden? One the, yeah, that was John Gruden back in the – because he had the Oakland playbook, essentially. They didn't change the plays. He went directly from the Oakland Raiders to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. And uh, the offensive – whoever took over as the head coach – Pretty much kept the playbook the same.
5: <laughs> Moron. Uh,
4: yeah, Ronde Barber. Well, he didn't know
2: that the Raiders would be facing the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Well he should have changed it. Way.
4: You had Warren Sapp, Ronde Barber, John Lynch. Those are great days. Good team. They're a great team. Great team.
6: Question number two. From the studio of WFN, this is Mike's on France Setsa on the fan. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, just retire, Mike. Uh, Uh. Given the Celtics' current position heading into the offseason, they have the number one overall pick and room for a max contract. Yeah, they do. Oh, God, I just realized that I wrote this before last night's game. My question is, do you think they will be a legitimate championship contender next year?
4: (laughs) 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 Yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Clearly written before last night's game.
3: (laughs) Only if LeBron hurts hurts himself. That's the only way.
4: Or if somebody kidnaps Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. Well, well, or
3: they get injured. I was saying game three, have Kelly Olenek do his magic, you know?
2: Well, here's the thing. But well, now get he's a magician? <laughs> well, no, okay.
3: no. He can pull people's arms out. So you, okay,
2: okay, fine. <laughs> Let me rephrase the question then. Given what we know that they have the number one pick, which we think will turn into Markel Fultz, yep. given that they might go after Gordon Hayward, two years. From now Will they be a Championship contender I think two years From now maybe Two years Because they'll have That now. other uh, See, Brooklyn Pick as well No
4: I I think they still Need a big guy I think they need Like a dominant Big guy Along with Markel Fultz and Gordon Hayward So if they get Anthony Davis Along that way Yeah
2: Oh you, you don't have Any faith in uh, Zizic Wait uh, what about Mason Plumley? He's a free agent Yeah no I'm good
3: With him <laughs> so, Okay okay doing? fine, fine. <laughs> Rebound
2: so, so, yeah. Let me do this Let me do this Let me rephrase The question entirely when will they next be a championship contender? 3 years. Legitimately, like no no jokes. Like do, w- when do you actually expect them to 2025. be? 2025. I'm seriously though. Yeah, you, I'm serious. You really think it's going to be that long? LeBron. You think it's be that long? Yes, they have 8 th- years. Yeah. 8 years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're crazy. No, I think it's
4: within
3: 3. I'll say years. 3. Within 3. I'll say 3 just because I was going to say 2022, but that seems like a weird th- year.
4: They still have the assets to do whatever they want. I mean, it's just a matter of finding that talent. Right. That's the problem. You know, you can go out and make a trade, but who
0: are
3: you going to get? Uh, and also, Danny Ainge has fleeced so many people that it's like...
0: That they d- just don't want right, to right. deal with him anymore.
3: Suns don't want to deal with him anymore. No, Suns... Nets won't want to deal them. with him forever. <laughs> yeah, Suns... So, no, the, the Phoenix I mean, Suns. Yeah. Hate. I think the Danny Nets H. do, too, because they're like, yeah, the we Nets. don't get anything for that pick.
4: Well, yeah, I actually saw a banner on, like, Instagram or Facebook... And somebody was like, hang this up in the garden. It was the trade. Yeah. It's like the trade of the century, really. <laughs> it really is. Like, you get all those picks, yet, like, they got Marcus Smart. They got Jalen Brown. Everybody was talking about, like, after Game 7, like, Danny's really, like, a mastermind. Like, he got Marcus Smart. Was, He's in like, the
3: Eastern Conference Finals, and he gets the number one pick.
4: It's, it's insane. But, I mean, just that because— A-hole. Mark Marcus Smart made a presence right in Game Seven along with Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart, I I I love when
3: he hustles. When
4: he doesn't touch the ball. No, well, no, when he hustles. <laughs> I I like when he doesn't touch the ball. I I think I like when he touches the ball. I think he's up for trade. I think Avery Isaiah Just blow Thomas blow this team up. Trade everybody. <laughs>
0: blow him up. <laughs> Question
4: number three.
6: From the studio of WFN, this is Mike France. Sessa on, on the fan, easy for me to say. Uh
3: okay, so the Celtics... Are they, sh- they should trade out Horford, too. They Go- can. Good luck trading that contract.
2: <laughs> All right, so the Celtics are clearly going to lose this series against the Cavs. They probably will hey, get
3: swept. you don't know. I know
2: this. It's, <laughs> it's going to happen. So, But but considering everything <laughs> we've Anything's talked possible! about, considering, no! considering that we consi- uh, said this team was a fraud number one, do you consider this season a success? Because I do. My expectation was get to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose. So for me, yes.
3: You have a weird expectation. No, no. This I, was, I don't like your expectations a, no, for a, anything. So
2: I think it was a successful season. You'd be an awful based coach on,
3: based on your answer. No. You'd be an awful coach. This was not a success <laughs> of a season for you. I, I mean, I think it was. You you just disagreed with me. I'm just saying uh, uh, I just don't like your expectations. That's all I said. No, but, but that, you have the that, same expectations that's a, as
4: that's me. That's your expectations. That's just your expectation. You're contradicting yourself. Yeah, I'll answer. You're getting
3: question. on me, but you're like, yeah, but my
2: expectation was the same. So I'll, no, I'll my expectation the wasn't the same. But my then,
3: my expectation was for them to win a playoff series.
2: So your expectations were lower than mine.
3: <laughs> yes, I just don't like. Ha- <laughs> Ryan's not making any. Sense. I just He's don't like me out. I'll talk. I don't like how losing is your is your expectation.
2: Your But your expectation, yeah. if you want to really dissect it, is win series, a playoff losing. series, which essentially means they will win a series and, and then probably next. lose after that. No,
3: I didn't say that.
2: I never said that.
3: You have such a vague <laughs> expectation. You're like, I'm
2: not going to tell you the whole part of I it. Got I got a just headache. Just, <laughs> so yeah, seriously. Like, so Mark,
4: was this season a success? The, the season was success as a whole. You got the number one seed. You won over 50 wins. You, you got you the number one pick. Eastern Conference Finals. You, you do have the number one pick. I think it's the way that they're finishing the that's season. That's kind of souring it. That's disgusting. It's gross. It, it literally is. Like, it made me
3: vomit in my mouth.
4: I was about to say that. Honestly, <laughs> it, it legitimately like watching that the first game and then the second game. I thought they would come out with like a different, you know, character
3: and a <laughs> no, little more urgency. No, they did the exact urgency. same thing. The same exact thing. <laughs> Missing but threes worse. and then not getting rebounds.
4: And LeBron. LeBron is like a mastermind when it comes to figuring out the game of basketball because he even said after game one, he's like, "We didn't shoot the ball that well." Right. And then what did they do in game two?
3: They shot. They it They shot well.
4: the ball well. But what do you say after the game? We a, didn't shoot
3: the ball well. There was a couple of things that we didn't do well. <laughs> he's, a, he's a
4: nitpicker. I like it though yeah. because that's what makes you great is figuring did out. Did any of the Celtics say we need to do better? better? No,
3: they probably like. Yeah.
4: No, they're, they're <laughs> well, making I, I space mean, jam yeah, analogies. Yeah, Isaiah's making space jam analogies. Uh, Brad Stevens is complimenting LeBron James throughout the entire press conference last night. I mean, that's what you do. That's what you do, but in order for you to gain respect from your entire team, you have to have, like, you have to have a a guy's, like, you have to care about it. Well,
3: you can't throw, uh, the thing is, uh, you can't throw anybody under the bus. Right, because everyone needs to be thrown under the bus because everyone sucked. I know, but
4: Brad, like, Stevens has to say that after Even Jalen Brown the sucked,
3: even though he led the team.
4: I mean, I don't see any locker room footage. Yeah. But I want to hear, like, players really start caring about losing. Like, Jalen Brown, you know, talking about, like, guarding LeBron James is just another dude. It's right. just like, no. LeBron is the best in the game, arguably the best of all time. You have to treat him like that. You have to go toe-to-toe and handle your biz because if not— then, then you're just going to say, alright LeBron, go right ahead. Go to the hoop. We're going to switch Kelly Olenek on you or Al Hofford. You do your thing. You come up with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. Figure out place for them. Richard Jefferson, Kyle Carver. Yes, they have a lot of talent, but you have to show some kind of heart. And that's my point is, there was no heart through Game 1 or Game 2. So that's why in my eyes, the start was a success. The end was a failure. And that's usually how it goes, but I just hate the way that they played yeah. throughout those two games. Th- and then game three
3: and game four is gonna be the
4: same exact if, song yeah,
3: and if, and dance. If they played well in the series, I would say the whole season was a success.
2: But the way they're losing at the end is just we're killing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just ruining it. They go from an, an a, a season It's yeah. curdling it.
4: Yeah. To a, to a D. And do the average. C plus right. at best. Next question.
6: From the studio of WFN, this is Mike's on fan center on, center on the fan. Easy for me to say. And
2: <laughs> this makes me laugh every oh, time. <laughs> man, he's hilarious. <laughs> all right, guys, question four. Uh, all NBA teams were announced this week. Also announced were the three finalists for this year's MVP award in the NBA. It's down to James Harden, Russell
4: Westbrook, and Kawhi Leonard. Pick one for Westbrook. the
2: ultimate individual award. Who is the LeBron. MVP? LeBron should have won.
4: LeBron should have won. Because he is the MVP every single year. Yep. Go with Westbrook just because. Well, you know, I'm going with. You average a triple double throughout yeah, the season. Right. Hasn't been touched since Oscar Robinson. I mean
3: that that's that's outstanding. Performance. I, I think it's a crime that LeBron's not one of the three. I agree.
4: I I think Kawhi Leonard definitely should be in conversation. Right. James Harden putting up those that amount of points and that many become, assists too. And putting Houston in a good position in the Western Conference. In a tough Western Conference. Too bad but, when, but when you average a
2: triple-double for the season, and right. you, have How can you almost not? no help on your team. I mean, look, Oladipo's a nice little player. Well, we we saw
3: him in that uh, Rockets series. He was gassed at the end of it. No, he, because he's doing everything, and right. that's the
2: thing that makes him the MVP in my eyes. Is Although I think it'll be James Harden because he was a unanimous sele- unanimous selection on the All-NBA team, and that's usually a, a little bit of a, a sign. sign as to who's going to win the MVP. I NBA. think it's going to
3: be Russell Westbrook.
2: Well, I mean, considering that he was unanimous, Harden was, and Westbrook wasn't. Yeah, I th- I think it's kind of leading towards Harden, but Russell Westbrook is that guy that's got his hand in every cookie jar: points, rebounds, assists. You Steals. know, forcing turnovers defensively. He does everything.
3: He also turns the ball over a lot. Too. He
2: does have a lot of turnovers. That's something that's probably uh, gonna play you know play against him. But at the end of the day, this is a guy that does literally everything, and I think. Has the potential to be a better franchise player in OKC than Kevin Durant ever was. Kevin Durant was a pure scorer. Yeah, That's it.
4: I was gonna say Russell
2: Westbrook does everything.
4: Yeah, he he does everything. Uh, Durant and I, I, I agree with I agree with Brian in regards to turnovers because. He's out of control sometimes. His yeah. speed is un- unworldly. Oh, he, like, he,
2: can, he can just hit a button and go like coast to coast in like three seconds. But, yeah, he can get a little out of control sometimes. Right.
4: Sure. And when Oscar Robinson averaged a triple-double, he didn't win MVP that year. Bill Russell did. So you might see it again right. where triple doubles averaged, but James Harden might win. So I think it's 1A, 1B. I think Russell Westbrook, then James Harden. I think
3: it's going to be a close vote. I think it's going to be really, really close. But you guys both say Westbrook. Yeah, I'd say Westbrook, yeah. Just because it's so hard I to agree. average a triple-double.
4: I'd give it to Russell Westbrook because he— Well, I mean, it depends. Like, are we doing the numbers game, or are we talking about like impact on a team? Both. I, I think Russell
3: it's Westbrook a combination. Still, it's a combination of both. Because Westbrook almost single-handedly helped his team past Houston. Right, like, and, here's the, it, have yeah, and here's the thing about
2: James Harden. Him. I think I will always have a bias against James Harden because I, I know he improved his defense this year, he but beard. he still does not— play defense. Yeah, he, he got better. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. He got better defensively this year. He seems like he's trying a little harder, still sucks at defense. Well he's finally okay. in
4: a defensive stance and not just trying to reach for the he, ball. Yeah he just like ball watches half the time and look, yeah. yeah he's not
2: as bad as he used to be. He's slowly improving but he's a, he'll never be a defensive wizard. Yeah, he he, really
4: he also plays in a Mike D'Antoni offense. Right. Like you they know how play they defense. They
2: should actually you know how they have the all NBA defensive first team? They should have the all NBA defensive no defense first team. I just love to see what that would, <laughs> what that would, be. that would be more fun actually. Um, yeah, I could think of a couple. All right time, now. I put Steve Nash at point guard. James Harden would be my shooting guard. Isaiah Thomas. Mello would be yeah. Isaiah Thomas would be on the bench. Be Me- on the second team. Small Mello would be the small forward. Yeah, yeah, that would be a fun thing to do. Kevin Love probably at the four.
4: Dirk at four.
3: Kyrie Irving Dirk's not too. That good defensively. Kyrie Irving would be on that list.
4: But either way, I I think it, it's it's uh, tip of the cap to both of them because they had a great season. I think Kawhi Leonard gets a party favor on the way out, just because you know that's the consolation prize. Woohoo! You made it to the you know Western Conference Finals and then got swept. Yep, and then I got an injured ankle, so that's my my consolation prize. All right, guys. Question five
6: from the studio of WFN. This is Mike on Fran Sessa on the fan. Easy for me to say. Uh,
2: <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, we already predicted the uh, NBA Finals matchup like back when the season started. Yeah, we know it's going to be Cavs Warriors. Are you guys going to be rooting for anyone or are you going to be watching as a neutral observer?
3: Warriors. Why? I don't know. I, I I just think they're the one team that can actually stop LeBron.
2: That's interesting because I'm taking the opposite stance here. I'm I'm rooting for LeBron and the Cavs because mm-hmm. I just hate what KD did this offseason. season. I know the I know the Cavs formed their own super team, but I feel like that that was less manufactured in the sense that Kyrie was drafted. Although yeah. that was because LeBron left, I understand that. Right. But Andrew Wiggins was also drafted and then traded for Kevin Love. So the Cavs gave up something to get Kevin Love. It's not like they went out and bought him. Who would
3: you rather have, Wiggins or Love?
2: I'd probably, I'd probably want Wiggins, Wiggins. more. I mean more upside. But, better, better but that's why I'm going for the Cavs. What about you, Mark?
4: Um, I'm going Cavs just because I want to see greatness. I think LeBron is on a mission and I don't want it to be stopped. I really don't. I'm a I'm a diehard, you know, C supporter for sure. But as um, a fan of the game. But as a fan of the game. You want to see the greatest of all time, and that can be achieved and we could all be witness. Like he said from the beginning, you're all witnesses of my greatness. Strive for greatness is his motto. He's always lived by it, he's always died by it, and that's the way he's going to be. Um, so there's no doubting this guy moving forward throughout the history of the NBA mm-hmm. that he's going to shatter records, he's going to achieve six to seven championships in his career, and he's going to make a name for himself as the best player of all time.
3: It's going to be a series, though, at least. it's At least it's it not all. six or seven.
4: Watch the Cavs I, sweep like, the
3: Warriors. I would love that. That's not going to happen. If
4: they go 16-0 and throughout the playoffs. Yeah. Best team. Best team. Best team of all time. Close to it. I wouldn't say all time just because. They'd
2: be up there. 95-96 Bulls. Oh, don't forget 73 the Warriors. 73-win
4: Warriors. Yeah. Well. 73-1 hey, Warriors. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't win at all,
3: though. They didn't win. It
4: they all. were
2: up 3-1, though. If you're, if you're not going to call the 2007 Patriots the greatest NFL team of all time, then you can't call the 73-1. They were up True.
4: 3-1. The Warriors were so, last year. Yeah. Argument can be, you know, put in um, the the situation where the Cavs are, you know, 16-0 this year. If they go 16-0 in the playoffs, that's that's surprising. Pretty damn good, amazing. No, I mean, not surprising. That's uh, that's really, it's, really good basketball. It's surprising. No, I would, be,
2: I would say, yeah, it would be surprising. <laughs> I don't care how good you are. But you Le- 16 LeBron and 0 in the though? playoffs is
4: just unbelievable. Still, MJ never did that. No, but what I'm saying is, like, I'm not shocked going into the playoffs. I'd be that shocked if he the if Cavaliers went 16 and 0.
3: Especially against the I, Warriors, I'd be sh- sweeping I'd be the, sweeping the Warriors, even after the year that he had,
4: yeah,
2: yeah, going up against Steph Curry, KD, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, yeah, I would be shocked. Yeah, true. Because going sixteen and zero, as Brian just said, that would mean they swept the Warriors in the finals. You have Iguodala well, manhandling. Four, twelve LeBron. and four
4: is even worthy of of consideration.
3: Like twelve and four, yeah, yeah. that means you got swept in the finals.
4: No, no, no. no. What did
2: they drop two in this series?
4: What I'm saying. is... Oh, <laughs> you're thinking. You're <laughs> 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 that's, that's what I was talking about. Celtics still gotta get two <laughs> wins. No, it's not gonna happen. But I'm just saying, if they give a battle to the Warriors, it's gonna be one heck of a matchup. Yeah. The NBA finals it's gonna be a fun series. You got dog and a dog, and they're ready to go at it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's clash
3: both of the Titans. both are gonna enter the uh, NBA finals undefeated. So
4: yeah, clash of the. Well, Titans. that's why it's
2: actually good timing because it, well, we'll have a show next week, but we're planning on not being here in two weeks. I think that's a good time because that'll be probably right in the middle of the NBA Finals. It'll be Warriors
3: and Cavs. Well, no. It'll It'll probably be towards the end now because of the sweep. (laughs)
4: Right. (laughs) It'll probably be like it'll be the quickest finals ever. It'll be NBA draft time.
2: It'll be the quickest arrival at the NBA Finals of all time. The series itself might go seven. Right. But both teams getting there, just blowing through all their opponents. It'll be the quickest start to the NBA Finals. Will they have to
3: wait until the actual start time of the start day of the Finals? That's what I want to know. I have no idea because
2: we've never seen anything like this. Right. It's unprecedented. But I have no interest in coming back and talking about that series because it's it's going to suck.
4: I, I do want to say something before we go to break. I think Kevin Durant needs to step up for the Warriors to win a championship in more ways. Can we talk about that when we come back from break? Yes, we can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, we're running over that the bed ran out. We'll come back talking more about that in the blast off. ESPN New Hampshire, don't go anywhere.
0: 1250 ESPN, New Hampshire, Manchester's local
6: ESPN.
1: Allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief. But the number sufferers want most is zero, as in zero nasal allergy symptoms. And nothing gets you closer to zero than Nasacort. Because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms, Nasacort stops more. And stopping more gets you closer to zero. For 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacord. It stops more of what makes you miserable. Uses directed. Geico
0: presents a voicemail from your friend,
1: Washing Machine.
5: Hi, it's Washing Machine. It's about, oh, 7 o'clock on Wednesday. So, good news, bad news. First, I found your lost sock. Exciting! Also, I might have maybe flooded the whole basement. It's going to be pretty expensive. But, hey, at least you got that sock
0: your washing machine won't pay for water damage. Luckily, one call to the GEICO Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowner's insurance.
1: Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations, to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today right, or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few. The proud, the Marines.
0: Radio and television have been part of your daily life for as long as you can remember, so why not make a career out of it? Visit NHAB.org, the online home of the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters, to learn more about over-the-air broadcasting. Interested in pursuing a career in radio or television? Whether it be on the air or behind the scenes, many Granite State stations are looking for motivated people just like you. Visit our online job bank at NHAB.org to view current job openings and even post your resume for potential employers. You can also access a list of upcoming job fairs in New Hampshire as well as NHAB sponsored events. Students, if you're studying over-the-air broadcasting, apply for the NHAB Student Broadcaster Scholarship and learn about available internships at local stations. It's easy to navigate, full of useful resources, and it's only a click away. NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update.
2: The Celtics lost to the Cavs 130-86 to last night in Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals at the Garden. Cleveland set the record for the largest margin of victory in the history of the Eastern Conference Finals with 44 points. LeBron James led all scorers with 30. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love each chipped in 23-21 and 21 respectively. The series now shifts to Cleveland. Game 3 is tomorrow night at Quicken Loans Arena. Tip-off is at 8.30. The Spurs and Warriors will continue their series with Game 3 tonight in San Antonio. Kawhi Leonard is officially out for the game with an ankle injury. Tip-off from the AT&T Center is at 9 p.m. You can catch that one on ESPN. Last night, the Red Sox lost to the Athletics 3-2 in 10 innings. Chris Sale recorded his eighth straight 10-strikeout game, but he got the no decision after allowing two runs in seven innings. Jackie Bradley Jr. made a game-saving catch. In the bottom of the ninth, he robbed Ryan Healy of a walk-off home run in straightaway center. It didn't matter in the end as the A's ended up winning with a walk-off home run in the 10th, courtesy of Mark Kaina. David Price made a rehab start last night in Buffalo. He lasted just two innings. He threw 65 pitches and gave up three runs. Those are your Center updates. Be sure to listen live on ESPN NHradio.com, as well as the TuneIn app. And as always, check us out on Periscope. I'm Sharma. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues right now. All right, final few minutes here on the Sports Blast. ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. Mark, you said something interesting as we headed to break in the last segment, and I couldn't agree more. This is the worst NBA playoffs you've ever witnessed as a fan. It was bad. This is this is by far, if I had to tell you, the worst stretch of games I've ever seen in the NBA, like the least interested I've ever been in the NBA playoffs. It's probably this year.
4: I think there's poor performance across the board. There was a couple of games throughout the Memphis and San Antonio Spurs series um, there's been glimpses of brilliance and greatness throughout the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference, and you can most certainly make that, um, you know, compliment to uh, Steph Curry and uh, LeBron James just because of their uh, talent and their ability to, you know, win games and be successful throughout, you know, the NBA uh, season. So I don't think, you know, there's a storyline to take away. Um, from you know the first couple of series, but I think what just matters is the finish. I think it's always been about the finish. You know, the we've road, been waiting for it. Yeah, it, but that's the. It antici- should have just skip to it. But that's the anticipation, like right. the anticipation building, because you get to see the Warriors and the Cavaliers really go head to head. And the reason why I say that is because you get to watch you- them dominate. get to watch them dominate and and also like go back and forth, say whatever you can do. I can do better. And you're seeing it, like LeBron and Draymond. I like the thing about that song when you say that.
1: But they're they're really
4: going head-to-head, like in, in a weird way. Like they're battling each other across the conferences until they get to the real battle. When this really happens. Right.
2: That'll actually like that series might be worth watching because it'll be the first time it'll this be entire the entire postseason series worth it's watching. Because it's the only time that we'll see both teams actually going a hundred percent. Right.
4: But I get like, what you're I, saying. There's no parity. There's no parity in the league playoffs.
2: whatsoever. And just watching the Cavs literally play like they're playing schoolyard basketball, right? They're playing at sixty percent energy, whatever. Yeah. And they're still Kicking your ass when you're going 110 percent—that just goes to show you that you are not ready to compete against this team. But they're playing with
4: you. They're toying with you. That's the word. They're toying with you. You got a top-tier talent and you got secondary talent, and it's not good that these players just join teams. Like there's no balance with it. So that's why you know a lot of people were ashamed of Kevin Durant for choosing to go to Golden State. Mm -hmm. You know, there's got to be more balance through the league. And there's also got to be more talent coming out of college basketball because, you know, I only guess like two, three players every single draft that really come out and stay in the NBA and make a presence in the NBA right away. Whereas back in the day, you used to have top five talent, at least five to ten players would come out, and they would revolutionize the game of basketball where right now there's kind of like – a mixed uh, mixed feeling in regards to the NBA draft. Like, oh, there's only like two guys that really can make a, a presence. Well, that kind of goes back to the development of the college basketball. Because if players are just doing one and done, sometimes oh, yeah, I completely sometimes that, that makes sense.
2: But back in the day, you had guys actually going to college for three, four years, developing their games. Maturity. And you had bench players yep. back in the day who would be starters in the game today? Exactly right. You had a much deeper talent pool back in the day because those guys were more developed. Whereas these days, you have guys who are making a bench, you know, at an All-Star game who would have, wouldn't have even been stars back in the day.
4: Well, you look at Kentucky for for instance. I mean, it's just one and done mm-hmm. every Gross. every. And it's ruining the NBA. Time. It is.
2: It's it's diluting the talent pool in the NBA because these guys. It's like you They're not at, ready. You look at Major League Baseball, right? Yeah. They have a minor league system. In basketball, the minor leagues is college. I mean, yeah, you have the D-League, but no one really cares about the D-League, right? Main red right. class. Yeah. So, so for Jackson. you Jackson. So for these young players, your opportunity to develop yourself and really get meaningful millet, mm-hmm. minutes happens in college. Yeah. So that when you come to the NBA, you're more developed and that's ruining the game.
4: So, I think part of the uh part of the answer is the the maturity and the development of these players they're not really experiencing it because they're kind of forced just to jump into the NBA mm-hmm. because they sign these agents and the agents say, no, go to the NBA because you never know what's going to happen in the next year. You could get injured or, you know, you could have bad grades in, in school. And, you know, things add up. I, I understand, like, there's been guys like Greg Oden should have stayed there has
3: been Greg a, Oden shouldn't have
4: ever played. <laughs> but there, there's like no I'm <laughs> Greg saying, Oden's a bad example. There's, <laughs> but, there's a questions along the journey right. in regards to the one in done. Like that Anthony Davis for, for instance, that that guy's amazing. Right. I think it was the right situation
3: for him to Right. Right, but it still took him a couple years to really assert himself.
4: Right. But the players have to put themselves around like mentor right. mentors, right mentors, right, Le- right leaders. And I think Anthony Davis did that early in his career. So I I, I guess I'm mixed about it because there's sometimes guys that can make a presence right away and make an impact extremely well. But when when you have guys like Darian Fox, like he could stay one more year. Like Malik Monk, maybe he could stay one more year and he could be like a top three, top five talent. Like right now, he'll probably get drafted like five or six. But there's always that progression where you say, What if? Like what if players stayed like another one or two years?
2: They'd be more developed when they came to the league and the league as a whole would be better. That's what would happen.
4: More parity would build up. And so I guess the only reason you can think of is be ashamed of John Calipari for having that system in place. For creating
2: that culture. Mm -hmm. Creating
4: it. It's bad for basketball. It's bad for college basketball. You think of new names every single year and then those new names become like top 10 talents in the NBA and don't thrive, and don't come full circle. So it's just troubling to see this NBA like this.
2: All right. Well, we say goodbye to the Boston Celtics because when we come back next week, they will be out. We they expect will. them to be out. Yeah, so, they will. Hey,
4: hello we'll season. A, in memoriam. We'll have
3: an in-memoriam.
4: We'll
2: have an in-memoriam segment. That's a great idea, we'll do that. For Brian Roach and Mark Lazzell, I'm Ashish Sharma. Have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next week. Peace.